plenty of people talking, but mostly wondering, okay, so what's the rest of the story about how a 12-year-old girl gets into so much trouble at a school that she ends up being tasered by police. But I'm withholding judgment because I'm not a big fan of the idea of always, you know, some people think the cops are always wrong and some people think the cops are always right. In this case, perhaps they'll be borne out and there was a reason why a 12-year-old had to be tasered. Let's turn to our crime specialist, Mark Mendelson. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. Yes, what's the rest of the story? Exactly. So, you know, there's a lot we don't know, but it does seem somewhat astonishing that a 12-year-old girl ends up being tasered. Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. So apparently the school called the police because uh, a 12-year-old female student uh, had been assaulting not only not only another student, but uh, at least three staff members. And uh, when the police arrived, uh, this young girl, this 12-year-old, had left the scene. Uh, she was located in the schoolyard shortly thereafter, assaulting another teacher. And then the police arrive and, uh, you know, and there's this confrontation, you know, this must have been quite the dynamic situation, John. Uh, and we don't know all of what took place, but the police have what's called the use of force continuum. So there's a, a, a certain steps of, of use of force that are available as per the criminal code. The first one, of course, is language, speaking to people and trying to defuse the situation. That may not have been appropriate. Then we're going to get into things like uh, the baton or, or or pepper spray. And if they can't get close to this girl because the, of the dynamics that are going on in there, uh, pepper spray won't be effective because if you're outside and you're not within a couple of feet, it's just going to dissipate into the air. Uh, the victim's going to get pepper sprayed. Maybe the officer's going to get pepper sprayed. Then you got a whole other situation. And for reasons that will have to come out later on, uh, they went to uh, another use of force option, and that's the that's the taser. Um, you know, if, if if that was the choice that they made based on the situation they were in, uh, that will come out in court. The good news, John, is that the school has security cameras. I'm sure that there may have been students out there taking video on their phones. Uh, but the officers were wearing body-worn cameras, which will not only have the, the video of what's taking place, but also the audio. And, and, and that'll show what they tried to do to defuse the situation. But clearly, they made this choice that that was the use of force option that was um, sort of least painful to all involved in, in order to stop an ongoing assault. So she's been charged with four counts of assault. And interestingly enough, one count of mischief also, John, which leads me to believe that there was some damage to property as well that she was, uh, that she, you know, there alleging she she created on her her own. Yeah, well, and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening right now who, you know, have dealt with disruptive, out-of-control kids in the past who are thinking, yeah, probably Taser was necessary. Well, look, we don't know how, how we, we don't know the physical size of the, of this girl. We don't know what her mental state was at the time. Uh, was she, was she in, in, a, in a mental health crisis? Was there anything on board in terms of drugs? Uh, was she just, you know, and they can be strong. Kids can be strong. I mean, we've, you know, any cop out there has arrested, you know, people 12, 13 and 14. Sometimes it could take three or four of them when they're sort of in that excited, uh, you know, state of mind. So, but that's why we got these body cams and that's why we're going to get to see them eventually. You know, there's going to be a trial, so nothing's going to be coming out. Durham region will, will conduct their own review um, as to what took place. They have the benefit of the videos as well. And John, you brought up a really good uh, point uh, on our sister station, CP24 earlier, you were asking about things like the SIU. Um, but let me just explain that this does re- really does not fall within their mandate. The SIU mandate amongst other things 
uh, or criteria is that there has to be a police interaction that involved uh, death or serious bodily harm. And it doesn't sound like this was the case at all. This young girl was released into the custody of her parents uh, some hours later. Now, listen, I know we didn't uh, tell you in advance, put it in the brief that I wanted to ask you about something, but I'm pretty sure you're well positioned to comment on it. Um, The defense yesterday at the trial of the guy who's accused of killing four members of a Muslim family in London, um, the defense offered that it was unfair to interrogate him in the middle of the night. And I'd be curious about a guy, you know, as a guy who has probably questioned many a person, um, I don't see that as, you know, a particularly awful thing to have done because apparently he was told again and again and again he was free not to talk. He was free to call a lawyer if he wanted. So if he talked and squawked and indicted himself in the middle of the night, I don't care. Well, you know, you know, with respect to, you know, all, with all due respect to, to Christopher Hicks, who's a defense lawyer from Toronto, who's looking, you know, he's looking after this case. You know, I, I, this is a pretty weak argument in my mind. I mean, does it doesn't matter in terms of what time it is of the day or night if somebody is is going to talk and you're you're dealing with a seriously horrible crime here. Uh, as long as he's been provided his rights to counsel, whether he chose to invoke them or whether he chose to waive them, that's up to him. The good thing is that all of this is on video. I have sat John for five and six hours interviewing uh, a homicide suspect well into the early morning hours and it doesn't matter what time it is all it matters is is this person uh, willing to speak is it all being recorded have they invoked their rights to counsel have they understood them all of those things uh so you know that's going to be a judgment that uh, the the courts will make i think it's uh, an argument that's going to go absolutely nowhere thank you sir good to have you Have a great morning, John. That is Mark Mendelson, our crime specialist. He's a former homicide detective.